Let's jump into Deshaun Watson. This is the Rich Eisen Show. How transparent has Deshaun Watson been with the NFL? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. We've seen the NFL come down harder on players in the past that weren't transparent with them. Deshaun Watson has been suspended for six games. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. Senior writer for the MMQB, Albert Breer. Hall of Fame sports columnist, Bob Ryan. Plus, ESPN MLB columnist, Buster Olney. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. And welcome to August, everybody. It is the month of August in 2022, right here on NBC Sports on Peacock and Sirius XM 85, the Rich Eisen Show, terrestrial radio affiliates, coast to coast. We say hello to all of you listening on Odyssey. And then later on, whenever you darn well please, listening to the podcast version of this show. We appreciate everybody who does that and hits the subscribe button. So you join the old RESRSS feed. We greatly appreciate that. And anything that you miss over the next three hours, our YouTube page has your back. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for all of that. Christopher Brockman is fresh back hey, from his walkabout in soggy Las Vegas, Nevada. Good to see you over <laughs> good there, to, good sir. Good to be back. Good oh, to see you guys. Oh, you've got Vegas voice. I got a little Vegas, Vegas voice. Vegas voice. Vegas voice. Yeah, a little yeah. V-squared. That's a real thing. Vegas voice. Okay. Vegas voice is real. Vegas, Vegas screaming over the, the thumping music? Is that what you <laughs> like at the Gronk pool parties and Basically stuff Basically like just that? yelling four a lot. Ah, okay, very good. Yeah. Good to see you over there, DJ Mikey D, back from his two-day... Uh, um, I was on the boat. I had to get towed on the boat. In. On the boat. Not <laughs> On the boat. But you really had to get towed in. On yes. the boat. Not a good day. And, but wow. I, I didn't know that you uh, uh that, that's what you day. call working for Fox on the boat. I was I on the that... I worked three days for Fox okay. and then I had off yesterday. But... Good to see you over there, TJ Jefferson. The candle's already lit. The candle's lit. We're ready to go on a Monday. Rick. Good to see you over there, sir. Yeah. Uh Buster Olney of ESPN is gonna join us in hour number three. The major league baseball trade deadline is tomorrow. Luis Castillo uh, became a Mariner uh, since the last time we spoke. Um, So uh, there's that, and we're waiting to see if the Juan Soto shoe drops. Could Shohei Otani really be on the market? As I said the other day, if the Angels do that, they should just close up shop. There should just be 29 Major League Baseball teams if they do that. Um, So Buster Olney will join us in hour number three for that. Bob Ryan will join us as the great Bill Russell passed away yesterday at the age of 88. Um, he will join us and we'll have some uh, some thoughts on the passing of the brilliant, great Bill Russell. And the first guest joining us in 18 minutes time is Albert Breer. He has been on the training camp beat for Sports Illustrated. His MMQB came out today with some interesting nuggets on what the Steelers are going to do at the quarterback position and so much more. Um, he will be joining us in 17 minutes' time, but obviously the first item up for bids with him will be how we start this program, which is the fact that Deshaun Watson has been suspended. We have now finally gotten the number of games that um, Deshaun Watson has been uh, suspended by Sue L. Robinson, the independent, um, I guess, disciplinarian, the the judge, Sue L. Robinson, took uh, took quite a bit of time to come back with the number of six regular season games that Deshaun Watson will be suspended and no fine on top of it. And I'm sure he is just fine with that, certainly since the Browns had his back in the way that they 
put his, the first year of his new contract together and how nearly 99% of the money that he receives this year is free from any of that suspension taking a bite out of his salary. So the headline from here is simple. It's not enough. It's not enough. And I, I, I take this um, approach because of the way that Watson acted repeatedly, a repeat offender of all of the women who sued him and the apparently dozens who didn't. According to the New York Times, 66 masseuses is different masseuses he contacted over a 17-month period. And I've said here multiple times, all it takes is one, and then there's 66 of them and more than two dozen who sued him. Now, I understand there were no criminal charges in the six games that Roethlisberger got for his transgressions and the six games that Ezekiel Elliott got for his. Neither of them were criminally charged, so that's how you can take anything from previous occasions and apply it as a precedence here. And the two things I have to say about that are, there's no precedence for what Deshaun Watson has done. Using Instagram in a predatory manner, it appears. And there were only five instances that were placed before Sue L. Robinson for whatever reason. And so she just took the five occasions to take a look at it. And to me, what Watson did is unprecedented. There is no precedence for this. And then secondly, well, there's precedence here, precedence there. Uh, Tell me about the precedence that the Supreme Court is taking a look at right now. And I know I might be conflating issues. I'm just saying in courts of law, we're seeing precedences thrown out. Left and right. To the detriment of women's rights, I might add. And that's where I also land on this, it's not enough, is the court of public opinion, I will proffer to say, shall frown upon this significantly. And this is absolutely important in this aspect of it as well. Especially since you take a look at what Sue L. Robinson apparently has said. We have not seen the full ruling from her as to why she thought what she thought and why she did what she did. And I understand that makes my commentary here fraught with the possibility that I might be criticizing where criticism is not warranted. But my compadre from the NFL media group, Tom Pelissero, tweeted out that he has seen portions of it or it's been given to him or leaked to him that she called Watson's behavior, a pattern of behavior, egregious. But notes that the behavior was nonviolent sexual conduct 
in explaining the decision to suspend him six games. Now, I don't know what that is, nonviolent sexual conduct, but I'll just look up the definition of violence, which is uh, behavior involving physical force intended to hurt, damage, or kill someone or something. Also means strength of emotion or an unpleasant or destructive natural force, but I think she's just saying he didn't put hands on somebody and didn't violently attack. But what about violating somebody? What about that definition? Violating is fail to respect someone's peace, privacy, or rights. Break or fail to comply with a rule or formal agreement. He certainly violated many of these women who then sued him civilly, including one who has yet to drop anything, according to Tony Busby, the attorney who's represented most of the women. Coercive behavior, according to some of these women. Coercive. Ask those women if they felt like he was not violent or violating them. That's why I say it's not enough. And to those who have absolutely lambasted me, I got a thick skin. But I see it. That I haven't taken owners of the NFL to task, but I am feeling free to bash Deshaun Watson, who I have multiple multiple occasions said this gives me zero pleasure because this person who I have met on multiple occasions was, to me, one of the bright spots to come out of college and cast their aura of what appeared to be nothing but beneficent behavior and fellowship for their common human and how patently shocking and disappointing all of this is. The league should absolutely take a better approach to hammering those in ownership. People, yes, who pay my salary on Sundays when I work for the NFL Network and the NFL Media Group which, as you know, I have signed up for four more years or agreed to terms for four more years to, and gladly and happily to be somebody who talks football for a living. But any owners who run afoul of their personal conduct policy should absolutely be taken to task and have not been taken to task Significantly enough to open the door for the Players Association to appropriately tell Sue L. Robinson, you can't give more than X number of games when we haven't seen the behavior on management side taken to task. And the reason why Calvin Ridley gets more games than Deshaun Watson and the reason why you see suspensions for four games, almost as much as Watson for, say, ball deflation that, in my mind, never took place. The reason why it's so all over the map is because they're in different silos under the collective bargaining agreement, personal conduct policy, and then also a policy for gambling, a policy for PEDs, a policy for... Uh, competition, competitive 
matters. And the personal conduct policy and the way it's been um, hammered out and also discipline handed down has been a complete mess for the last 20 years. We all know that. Which is why the league said, let's just, with the Players Association, find somebody who can make a ruling. And then, if the ruling is zero, we can do nothing about it. But if it's more than zero, then the commissioner or his designee can then have a whack at it on the appeals process. And I know the Players Association is not happy about that, but they signed it. They signed it. And so that's the diff. That's that's why Ridley gets a year for parlaying four figures of dollars, apparently, yeah. and why Brady gets four games for ball deflation. And then somebody who is credibly accused by multiple dozens of women gets six. But in the court of public opinion, that stinks. And the court of public opinion is filled with women. And filled with purchasing power. And the court of public opinion must be addressed as well. (laughs) Must be addressed as well. Because a lot of people are like, well... How does somebody get this and somebody get that and he gets this? Well, I just explained it to you, but that's not going to matter at all. So I say the league should address this, especially with him not getting fined. How does Sue L. Robinson not know that the Browns, and by the way, blame the Browns for that if that outrages you, that this is only going to cost him a mere bag of shells, to use the Ralph Cramden phrase, because the Browns in the contract put so much of his first year in a signing bonus that is not subject to suspension and penalty for six games. The Browns had his back on that, and they saw that coming. And I also see the criticism that the league gave them the easiest six games to start the season because they knew it was coming, six games. So I guess the Chargers, the Steelers, the Patriots, that doesn't matter, right? Though you could just roll over them. And Carolina and the Jets, Atlanta, they stuck them there. Forget about the fact that they, they threw Houston in the back end. I guess you could sit there and say that that's to... Make sure Deshaun Watson would be there for some revenge game that, by the way, is a 1 o'clock Eastern on CBS, I believe, that day. And that will be as nailed to the wall as possible because nobody's going to, in the in the league, put that on national television so we could be relitigating all of this stuff. So, let's see what the league does from here. Because right now... The message is you can be credibly accused of all of this behavior by multiple women and it hardly costs you a dime and all it does is cost you six games. 
and you get a $230 million guaranteed contract otherwise. Wow, this was all playing out. Stinks. And the court of public opinion, I believe, is uh, ready to bring down the hammer. Wonder what you think. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the program. Albert Breer will join us on this program in just a mere matter of time to find out what is possibly next here. And what else uh, do you think about it? Um, Again, happy to hear from you at 844-204-RICH, number to dial, especially if you disagree with me. We always have rational conversations here on the program, even with people who don't agree with me. I actually appreciate hearing from you folks in that camp especially. And then there's Bob Ryan. There's an overreaction. Monday, by the way, Debo Samuel signed. All of the receivers who wanted new money have now been signed. Only one got traded, though. Only one got traded, as he'd like to point out on Twitter over the weekend. (laughs) Okay. So there's all of that right on the program. Buster Olney joins us in hour number three. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Let's take a break. Albert Breer joins us live on the Rich Eisen Show when we return on this first day of August. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, his MMQB uh, today in particular just reminded me that football is back because it is so filled with information and nuggets that you'd want to know about your team, your fantasy drafts that are coming up just based on his information, uh, but also uh, important stories that are going on around the National Football League. And he was in Pittsburgh, and so we'll pick his brain about that. But joining us here on the day that Deshaun Watson, we learned uh, initially uh, suspended for six games for the upcoming season from Sports Illustrated on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. And it's none other than Albert Breer back on the program. How are you doing, Albert? 
Hey, Rich, I think I heard Brockman talking about the Red Sox. Sell, 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 sell. Yes, you sound, you no, sound like no. that. No, no, why? Huh? No, you, you I, can't like, get rid of Rafi or Xander. Come on. They're going, no, they're, go, they're going nowhere. And if you're not going to sign them, which I, I still don't get how this ownership group that spent through the nose 15 years ago now all of a sudden is, is acting like, you know, like they're the Oakland A's. Um, but if you're not going to re-sign these guys, you're just going to let them walk, then then why not get something for them now? Well, it I, I, I hear you. Uh, trust me. I would love to pit the two of you against one another just as a Yankee fan <laughs> watching two Red Sox fans uh, cannibalize we, we each other. Fall for That'd it, be Albert. wonderful, but there's too much football going on, Albert Brewer. <laughs> yeah, that's, so, right, uh, that's right. So let's get to it. Walk me through what you know about Sue L. Robinson's decision and how she came about it, please. Yeah. Yeah, so I – I think like the, the the important things here to know, um, you know, first of all, this wasn't the NFL making the decision, which I, I know you don't need clarification on, but I do feel like that's an important distinction to make here that it was the arbitrator Sue L. Robinson making this decision. It wasn't based on twenty four cases, you know, the twenty four lawsuits. It was based on four. Um, the NFL brought five cases. Sue L. Robinson threw one of those cases out because the league hadn't talked um, to the woman involved in that one. Um, you know, and then I think some of the language um, that we've seen come out is important. You know, she used the word nonviolent. And, um, you know, look, I'm not going to say whether she's right or wrong. Um, I don't know. Uh, but, you know, I think her using the word nonviolent is important. And then, I, you know, my understanding is she was pretty critical of the NFL reacting to public perception and making decisions based on public perception. And so, <laughs> it's know, a like business. This, it's a business. No, I know, but that but that was part of it. Was like that she was saying like this should be about the facts in the case, not how whatever decision we make is going to be perceived publicly. So, um, you know, I, I know like the union and, and Watson's camp felt like the league didn't present um, that strong a case, um, as strong cases you know maybe we've seen out there in the public um, over the last you know year and a half, um, and I you know I guess the six game suspension was sort of backed that up, which you know of course it mirrors the decisions that the league made um, in the Zeke Elliott, Ben Roethlisberger cases, which are similar only in the sense that, um, you know, obviously the accusations in those cases were really bad, but there weren't criminal charges. So what happens now, Albert? I I think the league is probably taking the temperature of the public right now, to be honest with you. Um, You know, and I I, I don't think that this is a simple decision um, for Roger Goodell. Um, and, And we can look at, like, the different things he can do here. Uh, for those who don't know the process, and I'll run through it really quick, like the league can appeal and the union can appeal the decision. The union's already said they won't appeal Sue Robinson's decision. Um, and then it's either going to be Roger or his designee hearing the, um, hearing the, hearing the case. And so, um, you know, after you, get through, like, after you get through that, then obviously Roger or his designee would make the final decision. And, um, and you know, like I, I think what's interesting about this one, Bridge, is like that – that you'd have, you know, Roger here, you'd have Roger here kind of, you know, in, in a spot where do I want my name on the decision? And if it sticks at six games, he could say, well, we think, you know, like he should have gotten a year, but we do think Sue Robinson ran a fair process. So we're going to allow for that, um, that, that decision to stand. Um, he could knock it up a couple of games and I'm not sure Watson or the PA would fight, uh, fight that if he, if he went up a couple of games, but then does that really do anything? Now you've involved yourself in the process and you don't look like you're being that tough on it. Or he could go to a year, and if he were to go to a year, 
well, then the NFL is going to be back in court with a player. And there's a decent chance then that Deshaun Watson would play in the opener because the union would seek a temporary restraining order um, and, you know, try to get a stay on the suspension, which would put Deshaun Watson out there while the, 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 the case was in court, you know, which would obviously make it a pretty public thing for the NFL season. So, you know, I, I, I don't know that there are great options here for Roger Goodell. Um, and I think it's going to be a very, very difficult decision to make over the next, you know, 48 to 72 hours, whether or not the league goes forward with this. And then if they do, whether or not Roger Goodell is the one to hear the case. Albert Breer here on the Rich Eisen show. So uh, what are you hearing from uh, Watson's camp, if anything, uh, on 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 this? Albert? I, I think they are. I, I would I don't know if they're happy with the suspension, but I would say at this point they're seeking closure. Um, it's probably the best way to put it. Um, you know, I, I, I think they feel like after this thing's been, you know, before two grand juries and now a former U.S. District Court judge, like that's enough. Um, and so I think that's part of the reasoning for, you know, Watson's camp and the union getting together and putting the statement out that they did last night because, um, no, sure, they felt good about how the hearing went, but I, I think the other part of that was like that they felt like this had gone far enough. Um, and so I, I, I actually think Watson's camp is at peace now with where this stands. And, um, you know, I, I think the ball is very much in the NFL's court. Do you think the, we, we will hear from him or they're going to wait till um, – because he, he, he's just been so um, poor, to be very honest with you, at explaining himself throughout yeah. this entire process. Um, what, what, what might be the plan uh, on that over the next couple of days? Albert, um, what do you think? my guess, um, you know, and the Browns have been, I was there, you know, the other day and, um, yeah, I, I think the Browns have sort of had, you know, Kevin Stefanski be the one that's out front <laughs> explaining this over the first few days of camp and answering right. all the questions and all that different stuff. And obviously his teammates have to answer questions too, um, as how all this relates to football. Um, my guess would be they'll probably wait to see what the NFL is going to do before putting him before the media. Um, because there still obviously are some unanswered questions. But, um, you know, I do know that, like, some people in the Browns organization feel like once there is closure on this, they'll be able to speak a little bit more freely on, you know, how their process worked and trading for him and everything else. And so, um, you know, I think the I think you may hear a little bit more from the Browns here over the next couple of days. But my guess is, you know, when you're talking about kind of, the tone changing a little bit and then, you know, maybe Watson himself becoming available. They may wait for the NFL's decision on whether or not they're going to appeal the decision by the arbitrator. Well, as we speak, the league just put out a, a statement and they uh, mentioned how um, they thanked judge Robinson for her uh, attention uh, to the matter and appreciated her diligence and professionalism pursuant to the collective bargaining agreement. Um, both sides can appeal in three days. In light of her findings, the league is reviewing Judge Robinson's imposition of a six-game suspension and will make a determination on next steps. So, uh, right. So, uh, not, I mean, I, I mean and, I, and I think, like, you know, Rich, we're not being, like, you said it's a business, right? Like, and that's right. Like, yeah. Like, I, 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 you know, I think that they're very much going to be sort of monitoring the way that this is um, discussed. Exactly. You know, you know and, 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 and so... Everybody keeps thinking the league or its um, independent arbitrator is like real life. Like we should depend on the NFL to make some sort of a judgment 
um, that, say, a grand jury didn't or a prosecutor didn't or police didn't or whatever. This is essentially a business. And so when it comes down to it, you know, is Deshaun Watson guilty in a court of law? No. And forget about the court of public opinion for a moment. This is running a business. And um, then you return to the court of public opinion when you're running a business. Like, that's a fact. And so if you don't want to get caught up in the the jaws of the court of public opinion, then don't keep looking on Instagram for some masseuse over and over and over again, a different masseuse. So what is it true? Is it true, Albert, that 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 Sue Robinson put in her opinion again? We haven't seen it yet that that Watson's only allowed to get massages from Brown's employees. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. That's part of it. Yes. Wow. And I think we always knew there were going to be some conditions on this. Like, and I haven't, I haven't seen that part of it. Like, but you'll remember, like, if you go back to Roethlisberger counseling, I believe was in that, right. In that decision, you know? So, um, like there are always going to be conditions on these, in these sorts of cases. And look, like you're right. Public perception does matter because it is a business and it's a forward facing business. And, you know, these athletes are part of what shapes the image of the entire business, a huge part of it, you know? And so I, you know, I think with, you know, like Roethlisberger, if you go back to that one and you listen to some of the language used in that case by Roger and other people, it was you put the league in a position to look really bad and you violated the personal conduct policy, you put us all in a bad light. And I think that this is similar. And I think if we get our hand, if, you know, eventually Sue Robinson's conclusion becomes public and, you know, obviously it hasn't yet, it wouldn't surprise me if that's part of it. If, you know, like part of it is, you know, it's, it's on everybody involved in the league players, coaches, front office people, everybody else to put the league in a to, to, to keep the league in a positive light. And obviously Deshaun Watson failed to do that. Albert Breer here from the MMQB and Sports Illustrated on the Rich Eisen show. The Debo Samuel deal is done. So is this always about money, Albert? <laughs> no, I, I actually don't think so. Like I do think like it's about role. And um you know I think last year if you look at the story of their season, it's really interesting. Um, I believe, like, through, like, nine games, he was second in the league in receiving yards. You know, and then, you know, I think that Rams game was the Monday night game where his role started to change. Um, And from that point forward, he was arguably the most valuable player on the team, but probably the third guy in the passing game behind Brendan Ayuk and George Kittle, if you look at the numbers. And so, you know, I think part of this was how Debo envisions himself, envisions himself as being a true number one receiver, um, and that's sort of what he aspires to be. The other piece of it is the obvious, which is playing. I mean, the guy wasn't getting the ball in jet sweeps and stuff. Like, they were playing him as, like, an I-formation tailback. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, I think there's a longevity piece to this, too. And, and knowing the more he played like that, especially with his injury history, like, it could affect his shelf life. And so, and I think as much of this as anything else is about, you know, leaning on the relationship you have with the player, if you're John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, finding a way to talk to him about how, you plan to use him going forward and give him assurances that he's going to have a say in the way that he's used. Um, and that's the way it works with athletes at a lot of levels now. You know, So I, I think the money was never going to be a problem. And if you look at the deal, it's actually a market deal. You know, It's right where Terry McLaurin and, and DK Metcalf, it's right where those guys got paid. The contracts all look like relatively similar. So the template was there. And I don't think the Niners were ever afraid to pay Debo the way that Metcalf, a guy like Metcalf or a guy like McLaurin was paid. I think as much as anything else, it was about Debo feeling comfortable that he wanted to sign 
away the next four years of his life to play in San Francisco based on what happened at the end of last year. So does that mean we're going to still see him get the, the, the same number of touches um, at running back and he'll just trust the process? Well, or, or has there been some sort of a, uh, a deal right. struck so between coach and player? On the, internet there, the name escapes me, and I feel like a jerk, but, but there was a running back they took out at LSU in the third or fourth round, if anybody, if, if one of your guys has it there, I can't remember the guy's name, but Brockman is Googling him. as we speak. Go for it. Okay. The third, the, they drafted him in the third, third or fourth round, right? That was after they drafted Eli Mitchell and Trey Sermon last year in the third round and the sixth round. Right. Like I was told like that part of drafting that LSU running back and they, not that they didn't like the player. They obviously like the player, but drafting the LSU running back was sort of an all the olive branch to Debo and saying, hey, look, like we're trying to build depth at that position so we won't have to do this ever again, you know, because part of it last year was they didn't have enough quality depth at that position. So they're saying to Debo, essentially, we're drafting this extra, this extra running back here, even though we took two last year as like sort of a symbol to you, we're really trying to fix that position so you can play the sort of role you envision for yourself. Tyrion Davis Price, the running back there from LSU, go. he right. also pays he also pays his debts like all Lannisters as well. Third uh, round, third, third round, <laughs> third round pick. Yes, so so, so. That's like, I mean that's a pretty like, a year after using two draft picks on running backs, right? That's a pretty valuable piece of draft capital to be using on a position that a lot of people don't value that way, right? So like that was very much I know that's part of the thinking for the Niners that that was sort of an olive branch to, to, to Debo. Like, we're trying to make that position, to stock that position in a way where we won't have to use you in that role again. A few more minutes left with Albert Breer, the MMQB senior NFL reporter on the Rich Eisen Show. What did you learn from the independent study clause existence and then disappearance? What, 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 where was, what was that all about? I mean, what Albert? a train wreck, huh? <laughs> I mean, like, seriously. Like, I... I um. You know, I, I, I know this. Like, I know there were some questions about Kyler. And, and I hesitate to say work ethic because I don't think that's what it is, right? Like, I, he takes care of his body. He does, like, passing camps with his teammates in Texas and Arizona. You know, I think as much of – I think it was as much about, you know, how he allocates his hours and where he allocates his hours as much as anything else. That's my feeling on it. They want him to be more of a leader. And if they were going to hand him this contract, they want him to be the sort of guy that's going to pull guys with him. And, uh, you know, I think that means being a full participant in the offseason program, which he hasn't at any point in his career. Um, and that's why the workout clause is in there. I think that means allocating some of his time that he does to take care of, taking care of his body to studying the game. Because, you know, maybe the way he plays isn't sustainable five or six years from now. So, you know, I think as much as anything else, it was maybe not a shot at Kyler's work ethic so much as it was a shot at his leadership. And, um, you know, what sort of leader he was going to be for the team going forward. And that's so important when you're giving a guy a contract like that because, Brett, you know this as well as anybody. Those guys in those locker rooms, they keep score. They pay attention to who you're paying. And those guys in those locker rooms, they know how the guys that are getting paid are acting and carrying themselves. And so, you know, I think a huge part of this was, Kyler, we need more of you. We need more of you in a number of different areas. And I think that's part of the reason why you saw the statement in February because, after what Mort reported on Super Bowl Sunday, you know, Kyler's camp knew, like, all right, like, they're not, like, really 100% all in on us, so we need to start to put the pressure on them. Because Kyler had seen his ex-college teammate, Baker Mayfield, wait for a contract that never wound up coming. So, you know, I think this whole thing was complicated from the start, and when you have all those little complications involved there, 
you know, I think that you end up with these sorts of awkward, weird things put into contract. So they're not as concerned about his readiness for game day. They just think he's on Twitch too much? Like, literally, that's what it is? And they're, it, 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 if he's on Twitch well, as no, much as he's on? Because you can no, see I, when he's gaming if he's on Twitch. You can actually see what he's doing with his time. Yeah, and no, I can no, understand I if, you're, if you're in a position of management or authority and somebody could text you, he's back on Twitch again. And, you know, he could still have it locked down like he's done his film study, he's done everything. You know, it's kind of like, again, Susie and I look at our kids and we're like, you're done with your homework already? You know, like that's that's the way we approach it. You know, it's kind of crazy. that's the whole thing, too. And, and, you know, look, like, again, like I think they they are concerned, you know, like is he studying enough? Is he, you know, is is that why, you know, we're having issues at the end of the year? And they also understand if if the quarterback's working, and you know this, Rich, if the quarterback's working, then everybody else is going to work, you know? So they understand the effect that it has on the overall team. And that's what I'm talking about from a leadership standpoint. I mean, Kyler's rep coming out, out like the, 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 the rap on him was that he was a baseball player. You know, he's a baseball, he had a baseball player's mentality. Well, what does that mean? That means if you've got a baseball player's mentality, maybe you're a little bit of an independent contractor. And that's always been the issue with him. You know, so, yeah, I mean, I think there was definitely concern there. And here's the thing, too, about putting that clause in. Yes. I mean, really, Rich? What's the upside? Like what? Like so he's going to set like the alarm clock on his phone for forty minutes a day, and just run the clock out? No. Like if he's going to make that meaningful work, he's going to have to want to. He's going to have to want to do it. He's going to have to want to do it the same way other quarterbacks want to do it. So, I mean, there was so much downside to me to putting that in the contract. I don't know if you can tell me, but I just don't know what the upside was to putting that in there. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't. Somebody didn't think about what it will look like if you know when it when it comes out. Because as you know, everything comes out in the National right. Football League. So you know, I, I, it's just wild. And then we'll just see how it all plays out over the first six weeks with obviously no DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, where are you right now, Albert? We can hear I'm the whistling. In practice. That's why the first like five minutes of conversation was a little awkward because I was yeah. trying to avoid the speakers. It's all good. And then I think I, I love the I whistles. I walked, I walked into an area where I wasn't supposed to be. And so security oh. was kind of pointing me around. Oh, um, But I, I tried to raise the volume in my voice. So this would seem like a very important phone call. But I f- <laughs> <laughs> Which it is. Which, which it, it is. is. Yeah. Okay. It can be, I mean, at camp, it can be a little dodgy. And I, I, I thought it'd be fine out here, but the speakers were a little louder than I bargained for. <laughs> Ta- no, it's great. I love the whistles. All we need is just the sound of the sprinklers, and we got ourselves a hard knock open. So this is great. Uh, before I let you go, uh, just a couple of minutes on your lead item in your Monday morning quarterback going to Steelers camp. Is this Trubisky's gig? Because we saw over the weekend that Pickett is getting only third team reps. Mason Rudolph's looking good, but is this Trubisky's gig? You think? Yeah, I'll just right tell, now? I mean, here, all right. So history tells us that first round picks are going to play, right? Like this is a pretty amazing number. If you go back to Matt Ryan, um, in two and, and, and Joe Flacco in two thousand eight, forty four yeah. quarterbacks have gone in the first round from oh eight to twenty one. Only three didn't make multiple starts as rookies, um, which is nuts, right? So every first round pick plays essentially. Um, that said. The Steelers aren't going to do something based on how everybody else does something. Kenny Pickett looked like he has a long way to go based on what I saw out there. Now, I can change, but like right now, that's what it looks like. And I, I, I hate to say it, like Trubisky looks like there might be a little something there. Like I, I know he took a lot from playing with Josh Allen in Buffalo, and I think he can be a serviceable starting quarterback. You know, so 
Um, and maybe more than that. We'll see. You know, but I, I think they feel like they've got a contender there. And, um, you know, like having a veteran quarterback guy who's played a lot and Mr. Trubisky helps. And I don't think they're going to push Kenny Pickett out onto the field just to push him out onto the field. And, and right now, it doesn't look like he's ready to start. Albert, thanks for the time. Greatly appreciate it, man. Uh, be well. Thanks, Are, for putting that, thanks for putting up with me having to dodge uh, people oh, over here. Come I on, man. Uh, you're, you're, I, 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 maybe I'm going to have to go back and listen to the podcast to hear my voice rising so I can – you know, bring back that memory of having to dodge security there 20 minutes ago. Are you coming out here to Los Angeles where the world I champs am, reside? Now, I, I, I was going to text you about that last night, and I forgot. But, yeah, I'll be, I'll be out there, I think. Next week? I want to say Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, something like that. Oh, so, come in. Are you going to be in town? Uh, actually, um, I, 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 I don't know if I'll be here, but the show's on the air. Um, I'll reach out to you. I'll reach out to you because okay. everybody right, here good. wants to see your training camp Nantucket, George Hamilton tan and how it's all working. Oh, it's. It's it's in good shape right now. We had a couple we had a couple of cloudy days that affected it a little bit. Okay, how dare I you? think by the time by the time by the time I get there, I, I think I should be in good shape. Clouds cannot get in your way, sir. Thanks for the time, Albert. You be well. All right, thanks, Rich. You got it. That's yeah, Albert Breer uh, right there. Who in the mention of Mitchell Trubisky? Did you notice two things? Higher register. He's you know I mean he's got some going on there. I, you I know. think he learned something with Josh. And Allen. he dropped the word. I associate with the word solid. Serviceable. Yep. That is the subtext of the word solid. He's a solid quarterback. Serviceable. I do not view solid, as everybody around these parts knows, as a compliment. There are so many more descriptive adjectives and words to say something complimentary. Serviceable, ain't it. But poll, looks like picket. Poll question. Looks like uh, poll question. What's better, solid or serviceable? Here, all right, I, Solid's I, way better. Okay. Solid's just oh, a rich thing. Solid. Put it in there. Yeah. I know it's a me thing. It's, it's a, a me thing. thing. It, yeah. it is absolutely it's a me thing. How about this? Would you rather be called? But serviceable. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Your phone call's on the other side right here on the Rich Eisen Show. And I've got three ideas, three, Chris, of poll questions. Three coming up. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Back here on the program. So, uh, poll question, uh, is the suspension for Deshaun Watson appropriate? Okay. Just yes or no? Yes or, or no. Too, like, yes too little? Or no. Yes or no. You know, I don't usually like putting yes or no questions. Right? I know you don't. Okay. Let's throw that one out there. And then you want to put the, you know. Uh, I want to do, would you rather be referred to as solid, solid or serviceable? 
Well, I mean, I would rather be referred to as solid than serviceable, too. So then what's the way to a word Another that? Another yes or no is that. solid and insult. I know and I'm going to lose that. No, 80. I'm going to lose, lose that, I'm gonna lose that no what, 90 gonna, to 10? Yeah, you'll lose that. Yeah, you'll lose that by... Uh, I say solid all the time. He's a solid guy. Okay. Yeah, but that's... like He's a solid guy is fine. Like, it's talking about your work. Eh, He's solid. solid. Yeah, that means right, good. Just forget that. Don't don't leave it out. It's a losing battle. All right, we'll just leave Deshaun. All up right, there. let's go to um, that's who we're going to go to. Chris in Phoenix, Arizona. What's up, Chris? Hey, Rich. How are you doing today? What's going on in your mind, sir? Hey, man. Um, I wanted to talk about the Desha- uh, Deshaun Watson thing. Yes. Uh, first, I wanted to tell you that I watched you on uh, the Mothership and uh, you and the. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, Jesus, um, I'm so sorry. Um, anyway, it's all good. I'll get to my point. No, it's okay, Chris. Take your, take yeah, your breath. I have, Here three, we go. I have three daughters. I have three daughters. Mm-hmm. And the Deshaun Watson thing really bothers me because he is obviously a predator. Like, he, what, what was he doing? Getting massages and doing his thing? Like, that seems a little... Like, I hope that they suspend him for longer than that. So that's what I'll say about that. And then my other thing was um, Stuart Scott, by the way. Yes. I couldn't remember his name. Uh, uh, is anybody, like, management, GM, ownership of the Browns, like, they're okay with this? Oh, absolutely. Like, no, 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 I mean, no, would, no, would, they, would they rather – would they, would they – how, how could they not be? I mean – and thanks for the call. I mean, how could they not be? They signed him before knowing any of this fully. I mean, whatever he told them to their face. And again, he might have, what, done done the work that is clearly necessary for him on, on straightening his life out. I mean, and he might take offense. His life didn't need any straightening out. Again, I don't know anybody in my circle, nor would they admit to, you know what I'm doing with my spare time? I am going all over Instagram and sliding into DMs and asking for people uh, to, you know, massage me. I need their help. I need their help within an hour. <laughs> you know, hey, where are you? We could meet at this place that I've, I've rented. You know, I could come to yours. I mean, just, re- just, again, read all of the New York Times material on this, please, before you form an opinion or you think you've formed your full opinion on it. He could have done the work. He could have, and, and he could just basically be able to just turn the page on his life and say he's not going to do any of this behavior anymore. And the Haslam's are like, okay, we really need quarterback here, so we'll give you the best contract in the history of the NFL. So when somebody's like, are they fine with this? How are they? And, and they might get offended by me saying, oh, of course they're fine with this. We're not fine with this sort of behavior. We're, we're not fine with this sort of stuff. Well, you, you paid the man. And you also formulated his contract in a way where this suspension does not touch him financially. With any significance, any bite. Because you set it up that way. And they should be fine with six games. Because you know what? The Brown season is completely viable. Albert Breer said earlier the commissioner doesn't have many good options because if he does something so significant over the six games, people would say that the situation was rigged. 
even though this was collectively bargained, or they would sue and thus have a temporary stay, and he would start week one. By the way, against Carolina and Baker Mayfield, potentially. And he doesn't have those options. Those, those, those are very poor options. Why not go with 12 games? 12 games. I'm going to double it. He can play this year. And that also kneecaps the Browns' potential season. Why not do that? I'm coming back and I'm doubling it. Because you take a look at Sue Robinson's decision. Ian Rappaport tweeted out the conclusion. The NFL may be a forward-facing organization, she wrote, but it is not necessarily a forward-looking one. Just as the NFL responded to violent conduct after a public outcry, so it seems the NFL is responding to yet another public outcry about Mr. Watson's conduct. At least in the former situation, the policy was changed and applied proactively. Here, the NFL is attempting to impose a more dramatic shift in the culture, in its culture without the benefit of fair notice to and consistency of consequence for those in the NFL subject to the policy. Again, I, I didn't read, we haven't seen what, what she's referring to earlier, but that does appear to be her looking at the language and making a ruling based on the language in a collective bargaining agreement and talking about a public outcry. But then she says, looking at the record would compared to the relevant precedent and looking forward to how this disciplinary determination might be used in the future, I find the most appropriate landing place to be as follows. Mr. Watson is hereby suspended for six regular season games without pay. Although this is the most significant punishment ever imposed on an NFL player for allegations of nonviolent sexual conduct, Mr. Watson's pattern of conduct is more egregious than any before reviewed by the NFL. Recognizing that the only discipline mentioned in the CBA is a 